Hey folks, it's Andy Little here from the EM Over Easy podcast. Here bringing you a new series we're calling YEM, where we had a chance to sit down with old friends and new guests talking about why emergency medicine is the greatest specialty in the world. So sit back and relax as you enjoy this eight-part series coming out over the month of June about why we love emergency medicine. And don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms as well as on emovereasy.com. Welcome to the YEM Bonanza. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of EM Over Easy. Andy Little here back with the three amigos, Drew and Tanner, talking about a question that I've been asked multiple times. I think all of us have been asked this question, whether it's by family, friends, when we talk about what we do as emergency physicians. And so let's just get the question out there. Why emergency medicine? So the first question, we'll start with Tanner. So if you were asked by someone you didn't know, what you did and you said emergency medicine and they said, why do you do what you do? What would be your answer? The answer I have been giving people since medical school and I decided a weekend that emergency medicine was for me was I think it's one of the last true definitions of a physician. We are a jack of all trade, anytime, place, anywhere. I feel like I at least can have a grasp on a medical scenario enough to make a difference. I think to speak to that though, uh, Travis Ulmer, one of our good friends, has been on the podcast a couple of times. He he uses a phrase that I really like, which is, we take care of patients any time of day, regardless of ability to pay. And that's to me, is still one of the coolest things that I love about what we do, is I never check people's insurance status. I, it's just never something that I look at, because I know that they're there for a need, and then I can fill that need and try to get them help in, in, at that time. I mean, I look at their insurance status, but it's only so I know what consultant sent to. They yeah. go to the clinic. Or they <laughs> yeah. go to the... It's not the first thing I look at. I'm like, oh, is this going to be a visit right. where I'm going to make Absolutely. some money? But or that's, that's the beauty of it is that you don't have to do anything other than just do what you think is right yeah. within the realm of what a hospital will allow us to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah. Tanner, I agree with you. I think that's why I do emergency medicine. And my answer to the question, my background was in fire and EMS. This is the hospital version, the further medical version of being on the front line. You know, we have to know a little bit about a lot and then a lot about the really bad stuff. And I say something similar to what you say, which is I'm the jack of all trades and the master resuscitation, which is that's, that's really what I like to do. I can, I can manage step one, step two, maybe step three on almost any complaint that comes in the door. And then I can do the deep dive on the ones that really need the deep dive. And there's something really fulfilling about that. And the fact that you can bounce into one room and see somebody with a broken wrist, a broken arm, a broken ankle, a sprained ankle, whatever, and you take care of that and you make them happy. And then you see somebody who's in heart failure that needs your attention and you turn them around and then you bounce back into the call for the sore throat. And the variety truly in this situation is the spice of life because it keeps us engaged in what we're doing, excited. And it's, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I, I couldn't sit in a clinic. I couldn't see the same complaint over and over again. This is... I guess it feeds my ADD mind just enough to keep me keep me engaged. Yeah, that variety I think is key. I I actually do like the fact that I can see a cough that I can send home in fifteen minutes, and the next minute have someone coding or or spiraling the drain really quickly, and have to go in and do some really crazy procedures uh, on the human body to try to get them back to a living status. And even the cough you see in fifteen minutes, you're still potentially impacting that person for sure. taking care of them the way they need to take care of even if it's you need two days off of work and some cough med- i mean we we have the chance no matter how sick or how well the patient is to have a positive impact on somebody's day because they felt they needed to come to the emergency department that's pretty cool stuff no completely agree for me the the answer's kind of evolved initially it was i tell people it was a family business you know my dad was a paramedic 
for four or five years and then got this bug to go to PA school and then became an emergency medicine physician's assistant. And so I grew up in knowing the, knowing the shift work, knowing the holidays, knowing the 365 kind of mentality. And I just really liked it. I liked the way my dad, his job satisfaction. I liked the people that he hung out with at work. Um, and then I got my first job in undergrad as a tech in an ED and just got the bug. And just really, to reemphasize what everybody else has said, just really love the idea that we can take care of almost any situation feel comfortable with it and as drew mentioned make an impact in someone's life with a very limited interaction right so there's not six months of getting them to trust me in a five to ten minute conversation i can have somebody trust that what we're going to do is going to work and then make it and then either. i also like the fact that you get to have that view of all the other specialties like you get little little glimpses into their worlds and sometimes they don't necessarily like it because we're giving them extra work but it, you you get to see these really cool cases and while you're not actually doing some of those final steps, you can follow up on it and be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that's what you guys do for this. And yeah, to me, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, completely agree. I have to say, the, the other true love of emergency medicine for me is rapid completion. Yeah. You know, you know the Instant satisfaction. Instant satisfaction is that I can order that test and get the result back and know what's going on. And our primary care friends are incredible, and medicine doesn't exist without them, and I appreciate everything they do, but I could not handle ordering that weeks. CT scan and waiting a week, a week, two weeks, <laughs> three weeks, hopes the patient actually go. I mean, even drawing blood in the, in the clinic lab and waiting a day or two for it to come back would be absolute torture for me. I need that immediate gratification. You know, when something agree. takes more than 45 minutes to come back, I'm starting to get a little annoyed. Like, what? Come on. Where's... Yeah, where's my result? I call the lab. I, I, You're I not that, doing your job I right. Answer. I need yeah. that answer. Well, it's like I, I told my dad he's the reason I couldn't do primary care because I told him for years, you need to go to a doctor to t- look at your hip. Turns out he just was walking on a really bad degraded hip that needed a replacement for forever until it got to the point where he literally couldn't walk anymore. And I was like, I told you years ago to get this looked at. He's like, I know. Yeah. I couldn't do that day in, day out, waiting no. for a patient to listen to what I say. Completely agree. And the flip side of that is when they don't listen to what I say and they leave, chances are they're not going to come back and see me anytime soon. So I really have no idea. Ignorance is bliss in a lot of ways. Completely, completely agree. So we've all, we're all newer on career. We're all newer in our careers. Um, some of us, I guess, no, we're all newer in our careers. Drew's been doing it longest when you add his pre-hospital time. My, my great chin strap shows the years of experience in medicine. That's right. If I had a chin strap, it would be great, but I can't grow one very well. So... But when, when you think about was it worth it, you know, I, I think we do talk about lunchbox letdown in the past. And do you feel that way with what we decided to do? It's absolutely worth it. I, I would, there are days when you're in the middle of the grind at one o'clock in the morning and you've just been destroyed all day with nothing interesting coming in that I think back to my days at the firehouse and go, man, I, I would love to just sit in front of the TV in the recliner waiting for the bell to go off and have a few minutes to just relax or, you know, get paid to sleep. In, in case the emergency comes. and But that's a rarity. And on a day-to-day basis, I love going to work. I love what I do. The fact that I get to do education, have academics, as well as clinical time keeps things uh, very interesting for me. But this is this was absolutely the right decision. It was a hard decision for me to leave a great job mm-hmm. with great benefits um, that was very secure to go to medical school, go to residency, put my wife through all that. And by the time medical school is over a, a little family and really not know that it was going to succeed and not know that emergency medicine truly was going to be the right fit till yeah. you get into it. But looking back after residency and now into attendantship, this has been absolutely the right decision for me as a professional 
uh, but also as a person because it allows me to be the person I want to be, which is really special. I wouldn't change a thing. Like I was saying earlier, I decided emergency medicine a week into medical school because everything else sounded terrible, which is kind of a, a disturbing thought that one week in, realizing that you really only got one shot of happiness. 99% of medicine was yeah. going to be wrong for you. The rest yeah. of it sounds terrible. Um, but uh, it, it worked out. And because of that, I was able to really focus in on emergency medicine. And I literally, even this week, was talking with somebody and saying, man, I love my job. It's crazy. It's weird. It's stressful. It's fun. It's sad. It's got every single emotion. And sometimes in a single shift, every single emotion. And I still walk away going, this is it's crazy. I can't believe they pay me to do this. It's fun. And if a lot of people who know me, when they ask, how am I doing on I'm on a shift, my canned instant reply most of the time is just another day in paradise. And I say it kind of to be funny, but really it's also a true statement. It is, I truly feel like I'm in a little bit of work paradise when I'm in the ER. People ask me a similar question. I say, I'm not sure what else I would do. I don't, don't, not sure what else I'd be doing right now. And it's true because I, you know, I've thought a lot about it. I have siblings who do various different jobs um, with various different levels of uh, graduate school and not graduate school. And what they, I'm glad that they love what they do, but I truly love what we do. And I can't imagine sitting in an office like Drew mentioned, waiting for a three-month follow-up to get an answer. Um, and just not having the ability to, to make an impact in a rapid way that we do with people. And then, I couldn't imagine having to carry a pager. Oh, gosh. Or have my cell phone actually alert me to something should my services be needed. When off-service well, well, residents are alert in the you to something wear... medical-related. Like, you're fine with the ESPN update or something like that. Yeah, but <laughs> I also don't – when my when a phone call comes in, I can click it over to ignore, ignore right? Super send it to my easy. Without even looking to see who it is because I don't care. Yeah. If it's my wife, she'll call me three or four times until until I get sued. You're on when you're on, and you're off when you're off, and that freedom is truly liberating compared to what you watch other physicians do. When when residents that wear pagers come to the emergency department and they go off, it is amazing how quickly, like, white fits of rage race through my brain, and I just want to take their pager and throw it. The visceral reaction from all the physicians in the ED is pretty impressive. What are you doing with that in here? So. So I... This isn't necessarily a question that was planned to be asked, but going forward, what do you guys want out of the rest of your career? It's early, but yeah. what do you want? Now that we've clearly established that emergency medicine is is our fit, it's where we want to be, and why we went into it, where where do you want to go from here? Yeah, that, that, to me, that's the, that's the question that keeps us going, uh, the answer to that. And for me, I, I still remember, and you guys have heard this story, but my first year of med school, uh, the first day, actually, they had us take a three-by-five card and kind of answer a question, if in 10 years, what do you want to be doing with your life? And uh, it was, I want to be providing competent, compassionate care to those who present in times of need to an emergency department. And that still really rings true, that whenever I do have a bad day, I'll go home and I'll re- I still have the 3 by 5 card and I'll read it, and it's the, that's still what I'm doing. Um, and I think probably the added there, at the time I only had one kid, and now I have four. And so I just want to always be able to provide for my family the best possible way. In, in the job that I do and never put that at risk because to me that's the the benefit of our job is, is that we do great things we do get well compensated but I don't ever want to do anything that puts that second half uh, my wife and my kids and their future at risk so just keep on keeping on I think for me number one overall is you know for, for probably forever I'm going to be 
wanting to be the best provider I can be, and I'm terrified that I'm not going to be, so continuing to learn and, and progress as a clinician over time. But beyond that, I think it's always going to be a changing. Like right now, I just want to survive. I want to be a competent new attending that is doing the right things, learning as practicing his trade, uh, and really fine-tuning that. But a few years from now, I would, yeah, I'd like to be involved in education and continue to progress in that realm. Ten years from now, who knows what I'm going to want to be doing? Like, will I want to be branching out into medical education? Will I be wanting to be branching out into EMS? Will I find another niche or niche, depending on how you want to say it, in another part of emergency medicine? Or ten years from now, am I going to retire from emergency medicine and go back and own an urgent care? Or like, I don't know, but I, I think it's going to be a moving target. And right now, I know I just want to survive and be a good clinician. Super cool. Absolutely. I don't know if that answers your question, though. It does. The answer is what it is. I, I, I hope going forward that we can all be as excited about practicing emergency medicine as we are today. And that we can sit down and have this same conversation with microphones in front of our face. And, and maybe we'll have two or three more listeners listening to it 10 years from now. So that'd be super cool. But I agree with everything you guys said. Yeah. It is an awesome topic. Yeah. All right, well, everybody, we sure appreciate you guys checking in uh, for this episode and look forward to future episodes. Don't forget to check us out online, uh, as Drew calls it, our blog site. Blog site. Uh, EMOvereasy.com and like us on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, check out any swag that we've got up on our store. Um, and we like Still to- a few t-shirts left. So until next time, guys, thanks so much. Thanks.